Can you hear the rain? Yes. Yes. Yes, I can hear the rain. I've had a thoroughly uh, fibrotastic day. Um, I can hear, can you hear the children up the stairs? Yes, me too. Yeah, um, so the rain has been yucky all day, or it's been threatening to rain. So I've been quite achy and painy all day. And yeah, I'm just gonna moan, essentially, because I knew it was coming. Um, I sort of got sort of really tired and achy last night, and then it's, it's just been pretty rubbish all day, really. I just felt pretty washed out and achy all day. This is one of the problems with, with um, somebody with fibromyalgia is that the change in the weather really affects them. Um, so I had a really bad migraine first thing this morning. Um, and it did sort of help when it uh, started raining. That did sort of help made my brain a little bit clearer. Um, but ugh, it'll be better now it's actually rained. It will be better. But yeah, grim. Still, 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 still. So what have I done today? So I've done some work. I've emailed some people like Owen. Um, and that was nice. And Rennie, I emailed her. And Paige, um, I hopefully Paige will be listening now because um, she said that she couldn't, she wasn't able to to work out how to do it. So Paige, I really hope that you've got you've been able to work out how to do it. So hello Paige, um, yeah. So hopefully that's working. Um, yeah, so sort of taking stuff out. Um, I'm in to school on Friday to catch up with the year 10s. So year 10s, if you fancy doing some work before Friday, that would be good. That would be very handy. Um, Because that means that I shall have less of a pokey stick to poke at you. Um, Yeah, la 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 la. I've got a big fat pigeon in front of me. So I've got a hoodie on because there is such a big spider above me. Oh, I said I was gonna put the spider picture. I have to put the spider picture up. He's such a big, big spider. Barry. I've decided I'm gonna call him Barry. But what we have is we've got the hoover just ready, just for when he comes out and then we're gonna hoover him up. Please don't get in touch with me saying me, telling me that that's mean. You don't understand, he's huge. He is huge. Um, so when he goes into the hoover, he's just going to go <laughs> because he is just so huge. Right, okay. Enough prevaricating. See, I've lost my words. If I lose my words today, it's the fibro. So sorry about that. Um, if you go on to the main website or the um uh what's it called see lost my words or if you go on to the performing arts website you'll see the um goodbye to the year 13s 
um, which has been put together. It's very nice. Got a starring role from some beautiful woman. I look awful. Absolutely awful. I'd not put on any makeup. I think I'd just totally forgot, forgotten to put on a face. So I do look kind of very scary. There's no inner beauty going on there, but never mind. I don't know what I was thinking. I just look um, like I've not been near any beauty products ever, but whatever. Fortunately, I am brilliant and my mind is, I don't know where I'm going with that. Something to do with intelligence, that. <laughs> it's gonna be an odd one today, guys, I think. So, 102, let's look at this. I've got my eyeglasses just as well. My love is strengthened, though more weak in seeming. I love not less, though less the show appear. That love is merchandised, whose rich esteeming. The owner's tongue doth publish, pub, publish everywhere. Our love was new, and then but in the spring, when I was wont to greet it with my lays, as Philomel in summer's front doth sing, and stops his pipe in growth of riper days. Not that the summer is less pleasant now than when her mournful hymns did hush the night, but that wild music burthens every bough, and sweets grown common lose their dear delight. Therefore, like her, I sometime hold my tongue, because I would not dull you with my song. Okay. So, my love is strengthened, though more weak in seeming. So my love is stronger, though it seems weaker. I love not less, though less the show appear. I don't love less, but I show my love less. That love is merchandised, whose rich esteeming, the owner's tongue does publish everywhere. When a per person broadcasts how much he loves, and how richly he esteems the person he loves. Um, he turns his love into a commodity. A commodity is like a, you know, something that you're selling. Our love was new and then, but in the spring, when I was wont to greet it with my lays, as Philomel in summer's front doth sing and stops his pipe in growth of riper days. Um, mm -hmm. Our love was new when I used to write poems about it, just as the nightingale sings at the beginning of summer then stops singing as the summer progresses. Not that the summer is less pleasant now than when her mournful hymns did hush the night, but that wild music 
burthens every bough, and sweet, sweets common grown. No, sweets grown common lose their dear delight. Um, it's not that summer is less pleasant now than the nights when the nightingale sang. Um, it's just that every tree branch is filled with songbirds and when things are common, they're less delightful. Um, yeah. Therefore, like her, I sometimes hold my tongue. Because I would not dull you with my song. Therefore, like this nightingale, sometimes I keep silent because I don't want to bore you with my song. Okay, so this is quite a good example of um, an excuse sonnet. Now we've had those excuse that that um, excuse sonnet before we've you know we've had those two ones where he was blaming the muse of poetry and then he got carried away by saying that he could teach the muse of poetry a thing or two remember this one is quite good i quite like this one because he's saying you know you know like the he's saying i know that i have not been around um a lot my love is strengthened though more weak and seeming i know it seems um you know actually my love is more although it does seem weak so i I recognize the fact um so first of all he's saying look i do love you um a lot although it looks like that my my love for you has got weaker I love not less, though less the show appears. It looks like I love you less, but actually I love you more. That love is merchandise who rich esteeming, the owner's tongue doth publish everywhere. It's, um, if, you know, if people shout out how much they, they love somebody, it kind of cheapens the love you know if you the more times you say that you love somebody you say i love you 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 that actually cheapens the words i love you um so if you just sort of reserve it for special times every wednesday say then it makes the words really mean something um, our love was new and then but in the spring when I was wont to greet it with my lays as Philomel in summer Philomel is you know the the nightingale um, so it's you know he was saying it's going back thinking back to the beginning of the relationship and then he, you know he's saying he used to, to talk about um their love all of the time and and so and then he used to to send 
sonnets all of the time and talk about their love all of the time. But now, not that the summer is less pleasant now, but now there are um, lots of songbirds, lots of people talking about love. So now he doesn't do that because sweets grow common, lose their dear delight. So now he just send, now he just does it um, every now and then to keep the sincerity of the emotion, to keep it pure, which is a pretty brilliant excuse. You know, yeah, so he, you know, he, he just hasn't, that's, that's why he's saying he hasn't written recently about the fair youth, constantly proclaiming love for someone cheapens the genuineness of the emotion, which, you know, considering that he was harassing the fair youth all of the time, that's pretty amazing. So he is think he you know he he's obviously thinking about how their relationship began rather than now, which says you know which kind of says something about the reality of their relationship. You know, and he says, I hold, I sometimes hold my tongue because I would not dull you with my song. You know, I sometimes I keep silent because I don't want to bore you with my song. So there's a kind of, you know, what. There is that distance between them now. Because um, Shakespeare removed himself. And the fair youth and Shakespeare got on with their own lives. But for whatever reason, Shakespeare has decided to come back. For whatever reason, but and now he's he's kind of using this as a um, as an excuse. And this I kind of like. This is this is this would make me laugh if I got this as a poem. This would make me laugh. I'd see straight through it because I'm not an idiot. But this would make me laugh. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing there that annoys me. It doesn't talk about how amazing the fair youth is or anything like that. So, that you know, there's nothing there that really annoys me. Um, and so I, so I like it because of that. Because there's no building up of the fair youth. Um, and I like it because it because it sort of talks about the sounds that Shakespeare could obviously hear in the countryside. So you know he, he could hear because you know 
it got quieter, didn't it? When everything kind of stopped because of the lockdown, everything got a little bit quieter. We could hear those sounds, couldn't we? Um, I'm just listening now. I can hear the cars passing down the road. At the beginning of the lockdown, there were no cars. So, you know, everything's catching up with itself again. Um, so... Yeah, but this is a good excuse. This makes me giggle. So, yeah, so that's what this is. 102 excuse, um, excuse sonnet about why he disappeared. It's not a bad sonnet. Um, he he met he excused himself because he wanted to keep his love. Um, you know, fresh um, and not to cheapen it. Fanar, fanar. Really, really, yeah. Uh, it's a good, yeah. So if you're, if you're, if you want to go back into somebody's life, this is a, this is a good sonnet to send them. Um, I haven't, I haven't sent you a text in the last six months because um, I didn't want to because I love you so much and I didn't, you know, and so a love like ours can't be cheapened. See what response you get. There you go. Right, so the next poem that we're going to look at is, well, we're going to look at something which is sort of based on satire. Okay, now satire has been around since the ancient Greeks. It's been around that long. Um, And satire is the use of humour, irony, exaggeration, or ridicule to expose or criticise people's stupidity or vices, particularly in the context of politics or other political issues. Okay, and that's, um, and it was used in particular in sort of in ancient Greeks for, um, in plays to look at sort of the ruling classes um, and to sort of have a gentle poke at um, the people who who ruled over um, the Greeks. and yeah, and to sort of gently laugh at um, at the people who ruled them, and you know, you know, and it it started that um, tradition of getting people to audiences to think about what was going on, and to think about um, the reality of. Um, life and you know by laughing at it it kind of you know you you kind of get people to think about oh ha 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 that's really funny but oh hang on a second um laughing about that why are we laughing at that is that really funny so that's satire um and it kind of leads to it kind of shaming individuals and sort of then sort of hoping that society 
um, individuals or corporations and then, you know, businesses and, and then hoping that by getting audiences to really look at that through laughter, that there will be a kind of change, ultimately a change in society as a whole. Um, now, satire has been around, like I say, from, from ancient Greek, um, Greek times. And we, we in Britain used to have this amazing um, political satire magazine called Punch. And the reason that um, I wanted to talk to you about it, um, because it was called um, the Punch, it was called Punch, um, or um, the London Cherry Valley, um, which is pretty amazing. Um, let me just find it. Uh, yeah, so the London Cherry Valley, and um, hang on, hang on. I was just going to find out for you. Um, yeah, and it was a, a British weekly magazine of humour and satire established in 1841 by Henry Mayhew and wood engraver Ebenezer, love that name, Ebenezer Landells. Historically, it was most, most influential in the 1840s and 1850s when it helped to coin the term cartoon in its modern sense as a humorous illustration. Um, after the 1940s, um, uh, yeah, it, it, it's, it's when its circulation peaked, um, it, it went into a long decline so it's it it had its peak in sort of um 1940s again um but yeah but wasn't, isn't it fantastic that but it was called the london cherry Valley, and i thought that was pretty amazing considering that we have our own cherry Valley. um and who knew i didn't know it was only th from finding this uh, from yeah, from looking at this, that I knew that it was called the London Cherry Valley. You see, thank you guys for helping me to find this kind of stuff. Circulation broke the one hundred thousand mark around nineteen ten. It was widely emulated, so copied worldwide. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah, so it was, it was pretty popular and, and it sort of lampooned and, um, made fun of, um, lots of the, um, kind of, uh, the, the, um, leading members of parliament 
or of the royal family, you know, all of the movers and shakers and that kind of stuff. And it also, it looked at the state of society and what was going on. So, um, yes, I found a, a nice little poem um, that talks about the rich people. Um, 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 and what they, what they were doing in London, um, and it talks it kind of gives you uh, an understanding of the the people of that time and what what they were doing, um, and it, this is a sort of a satirical poem um, of the British upper class, um, and, uh, and it's called County Songs. This is number three, Surrey. The millionaires of Surrey, they dwell in vast estates with little model cottages in clusters at the gates. From Godalming to Bagchot, from Chert to Kingston Hill, the millionaires of Surrey exert their splendid will. They shoot the fatted pheasant, they hunt the carted deer, They eat the best asparagus throughout the changing year. And when the time hangs heavy, however great their store, they motor up to London and make a little more. And that's got a, a lovely little sort of lovely little drawings of um, a man, like a man, uh, so two men with a um, shotguns, and then a like big uh, fat man like eating loads of food, and then a gorgeous sort of like Ford popular car. Um, yeah. Um, um, and then these lovely ladies. Um, in their sort of flapper outfits um, going on the hunt type of thing Um, and it's by somebody called it's just um, initials E-V-L or evil Um, so that's sort of a comment on um, you know the people from from Surrey who would go down to London and who would come down from London down to, into Surrey and then go they'd go back into London um yeah and so you know that's the that's the kind of the, the satire about about those people and um and then uh we have the kind of satire now um and um and that's sort of been carried on and i've got some something called um there's a guy there's an actor called uh john lithgow you'd know him if you if you saw him he's an old american actor elder elder american actor he's brilliant i promise you if you looked him up he's you'd know who he is he's been in a ton of things um, and he's very funny. And he wrote a book called Dumpty. 
which was about tr- Trump and um, Trump in the age of verse. And now he's written a second book called Trumpty Dumpty Wants a Crown. And this is like the titular verse from that book. And remember, this is a satirical verse. Okay? So, this is, this is the, this verse from that. It's a satirical verse. Trumpty Dumpty wanted a crown. Trumpty Dumpty wanted a crown to make certain he would never have to step down. He wanted a robe, robe made of ermine and velvet. The Constitution, he wanted to shelve it. With impeachment to wash, his ambition had grown. He wanted an orb, a scepter, a throne. Six royal palaces, six royal carriages. A church dispensation for six royal marriages. Courtiers installed on his own supreme court. And royal beheadings, if only for sport. He craved the occasional royal procession. And gasp, <gasps> the eventual royal succession. Trumpty Dumpty gets his way, unless the public has something to say. If we let him have all his favourite things, we'll have to endure the divine right of kings. Now, it says under it, on December 18th, 2019, Donald J. Trump became the third American president to be impeached. Um... Uh, alleged to have uh, asked um, something or other to government to solicit help from Ukraine for his re-election. He was charged with abuse of power and obstruction of Congress. The Republican majority Senate acquitted him of both charges. So um, that um, is the um, the satire that John Lithgow John Lithgow has written about Trump about Trump um, and the fact that he feels that um, Trump doesn't want to be a president he actually wants to be a king Um, obviously there's going to be a um, presidential election this year um, in November and so we'll see what happens there right guys um, so that's um, a bit of history about satire Um, and you've actually had two poems there um i hope you're okay um i hope you're well in this horrible rain and um yeah i hope it's a bit better um according to herb he who knows everything about weather it's going to be um better weather at the weekend so i can only hope for that right um i want you to stay in especially don't go out in the rain yuck um, my boys love running around in the in the wet because they're nutters. Um, and I hope you stay well. And I want you to stay gorgeous. Um, you take care now and I'll see you tomorrow.
拜。